Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I am your host, Rob. Back again, ladies and gentlemen. And you know how we start the show. I want to thank you. Yes, you, our listeners. Thank you for the continued support. Thank you for the likes, the comments, the the subscriptions, the sharing. It truly means a lot. Uh, I do read comments. I do check DMs. um, I do catch those compliments. And I definitely appreciate it. Um, That support is one of the big driving factors of this podcast, you know, knowing that our voices are not falling upon deaf ears, um, deaf ears, excuse me, makes uh, a, a huge difference. So I do want to thank you for the continued support. And I want to encourage you, share the no. podcast with friends, share the, share the podcast with people, you know, so that other people can get some of this good, positive energy. Now, I'm not alone today. I have the co-host with the most, who's always vibrating higher, Miss Jessica Fountain. How art thou? I am well. Hello, world. Hello, FME podcast family. Hello. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We have a few topics to talk about today. Um, With one being on the forefront, obviously, in um, recent news, we have gotten a verdict in the George Floyd trial. And... Now, um, I, I saw when the verdict came down, a lot of people said they can exhale, they can breathe, they can relax a little bit. And me, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to fall, which is the actual sentencing. Um, um, he was found guilty on all three charges and faces a maximum sentence of up to 40 years in prison. Will he get 40 years in prison? We don't know. We'll see. I don't know what the minimum is, though. I don't know what the minimum he can receive, but I do know that that is the maximum. But um, I did watch a video of George Floyd's family watching the verdict be read. And, you know, just to see that family a bit relieved, to see, for the most part, justice being served, from their point of view, you know, I know that's subjective for people, but that that felt really, really good to see. You know, a lot of the times we don't get to see the other end of things. It's just, it happens, and then later on we hear about a result, but we never get to see, you know, that that moment of relief or that moment of exhaling for the family and for the people that are most aff- affected by, you know, the brutal murder and killing of a loved one, especially at the hands of a police officer. So it was definitely good to see that. But I'm I'm still waiting on the sentencing, just to be honest with you, not trying to be negative or pessimistic, but uh, I would love to see things go all the way through with this one. Um, I'm not going to monopolize time here. What? How are you feeling, uh, Jessica? Um, It is... It's just, it's a relief in the sense of he was actually convicted, but there will be, we still are awaiting sentencing, which I think they said eight weeks, Um, no given date once the the verdict did come down. And I had um, 
you know, posted on the day that the verdict came in. And then like not even hours later, there was like another shooting. And so yeah. it's just heartbreaking um, as a black person to constantly feel under attack um, because the next shooting that was, you know, a 16 year old girl. Um, and so I have a niece who is a teenager. I have, you know, a nephew who will be turning 11. Like, so all of these are just turned 11 and it's just, um, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because their one verdict is like what we have to celebrate. Like we don't get much to celebrate in the way that court cases are going for um, in the direction of our community. Like so as quickly as you celebrate that on it, which is odd to even say celebrate, but just be happy. Uh, there, it, it is a big deal that he was convicted because he was the eighth person um, to be convicted, uh, police officer to be convicted of murder. And so it's like that we know this happens every day, yet every day people get off. Um, yeah. And it's like, how do you, um, what can we do? at every every level whether that's you know i have very tough conversations weekly um in some capacity i feel like it's on a weekly basis with people that don't look like me with skewed like my thing now is not to necessarily be on a talking um just just to talk or just to prove you know white supremacy or um, Black Lives Matter, <clears throat> excuse me, is more to, I'm not, if you're in my space and you say something that's utterly sideways, then I'm not giving you the comfort of just continuously speaking mm -hmm. on that rhetoric. Like, so um, I think that that is, even in this case, you have the other three police officers that are now going to be uh tried in the summer but with that it's like people are not comfortable whether they knew what he was doing was wrong or right right or wrong you didn't have the courage to use your voice and say chill out or you know like maybe like just just ease up a little bit you know like there's a lot of cameras whatever like there was nothing yeah. um and we 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 um aid in a bed, I guess in in that when we don't use our voices in in the rooms that we're in. So when people I, I have a client who quote unquote woke <laughs> uh and I say woke <laughs> because you you do believe black lives matter. You do believe that um things have to change but you constantly use a butt. So your butt to me, for example, um, 
But I've, you know, like going to the trial of, um, oh my God, in Dallas, uh, Botham John, mm-hmm. uh, when he was shot in his the oh, and, apartment. Yes, in his apartment. And it's escaping me I, her name. Um, but the police officer, when she entered, like, my client was like, but, you know, like, sometimes that's happened to me when I would, because her daughter lived in that, you know, apartment. And I said, I understand, like, if it was, like, walking into the apartment, but instantly, because I live in an apartment complex, there's, Mm -hmm. the doors are the same color. The front entrance may have just, you just have, you know, oops, I made a mistake. I've had Airbnbs where it's not my normal environment, but instantly when you walk inside a new space or a space that's not, especially not just a new space, but a space that is not yours, that doesn't smell like yours, doesn't have the same decor as yours. I don't care if the door is the same. There is nothing about the contents of that apartment that you're telling me are exactly the same that would and then why why does it trigger you to draw your gun? I can see if she pepper sprayed him, <laughs> like maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but like you just like it, or he was there's not a lot of justification for why these things are happening. So when that comment was made to me it was I'm not gonna just let you butt out of it like and give these hypotheticals because hypothetically like realistically speaking um going back to the 16 year old in ohio like that doesn't happen and it ha- like that doesn't happen in white communities there's no way that a police officer especially a black police officer if they shot a white teen girl like the process is instantly different like yeah, or when we go back to McKinney, like two, three years ago, when the little girl was in her swimsuit a teen, at a teenage party and a grown man, I mean, to me, is is it almost equates to that of some type of sexual abuse because you are a grown man uh, throwing a teen girl who is in a swimsuit onto the ground, onto the concrete, and basically doing the same thing, putting your knee in her back. And it's like, that that to me is like way off. Like what grown man tackles, feels the need to tackle a child that's not really fighting back. <laughs> like she wasn't fighting him. She wasn't, you know, trying to attack him. And so, yeah, yeah like I think when we're in these rooms, we have to be courageous and not feel the need to ruffle feathers. Like our lives are being ruffled. Like, so why are we so concerned on, basis. on this political, I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't, it's like, we have to take ownership of using our voice and saying no and saying that and grow. And if you not, if you're not, if you're listening to this and thinking like, I can't do that because whether that's because of, you know, a job, there's, there are, there are political ways in which, I mean, just like Absolutely. a political read in an email, like you can, yes. there are ways to communicate that I'm not in agreement with that. And you don't always, and a lot of times, um, 
we we talked about this previously with uh i don't if you don't have the words to say then it's like expanding your voice like even if somebody even if it's uncomfortable one time and you just didn't know what to say and all you knew was to get mad like i've been in those situations where i wish i would have said mm -hmm. and it's like own that own that and get better own that and go back home and real and, and if you had to do it again what would you have said and how would you have said it and and find words so that you memorize like Jay-Z said, it's a lyrical exercise. I memorized the sentence. Memorize that. Like, memorize it to the point where I know, like, this is not happening again. And I'm going to have certain words, certain dialogue in place. Kind of like writing an email. Kind of like when you have to give a certain speech or in, in the case of the podcast, how you, there's certain jargon that you know opening up the podcast that you're going to use. So the same thing, yep. you know that white supremacy is real. Like we, we know that. We know that racism is real and bigotry is real. So we have to be able to find words to say, no, that's a bias. That is like that calling out these things as they actually are. And I think when we expand our voice, then we also, we feel more empowered to say it because a lot of times you just haven't found the words. So you're more frustrated, which takes you to anger. Yeah. Um, but we have to just do better with that. And there's a multitude of ways uh, you can deal with it. And I do know that I'm just going to speak from a black man's perspective. Um, we're seen as aggressors. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to say anything. Simply our size, our beard, the 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 the, uh, the richness of our skin color, the way we're dressed. They, they people view us as a threat. Um, I know friends who who do certain things. Like I know I have a friend who's really tall. He's a bigger guy, and he says whenever he's at work, he's like in a supervisory role. Whenever he talks to people or he needs to talk to them about their behavior or what's going on at work, he'll have a seat. He'll make them have a seat so he's not towering over them, making them feel intimidated and things of that nature. Now, I'm not saying that's the route you got to go, um, but find out what works for you. But don't also don't feel like you need to, quote unquote, back down or run or be scared. And at the same time, find your balance with knowing when to get somebody to fuck up off you, too. Like, there's levels. Like, me personally, in the profession that I'm in, uh, I question. I can just ask questions. Well, how do you think someone of this race would feel about that? Or I'm a black man, and I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm uncomfortable with that. So does that change your thinking at all? Like, these are... There's 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 a there's a line, you know, because I know some people are just like Jessica said in fear of I don't want to jeopardize A, B, C and D just because of what um, somebody else said and you think it's best to ignore it. But part of the problem with ignoring it is when people continuously get away with something, they get more comfortable with doing it more often and they feel like they can do it with any and everybody. Uh, so saying something is definitely important and, uh, finding your words is definitely important. And to add on to what Jessica said, the three other officers in the George Floyd, um, that are a part of the murder of George Floyd, they're going to trial for aiding and abetting second degree murder and manslaughter. And they could, they also face, if they're convicted, they'd be facing a maximum of a 40 year sentence as well. Um, and back to what Jessica said, you know, this is the, 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 the scary part for me. When we talk about police officers, y'all, we're talking about trained professionals. 
you're trained like you i i'm a casual shooter right purchased the gun got my license went to the range a couple times it took me two it took me one trip which was not even one trip after my class i really had a deeper understanding in the magnifications of the power of a firearm how shooting in the air is stupid because you can still kill people and there's hundreds of incidents every year that you don't see on the front page of news but shooting a gun in the air that bullet is going to come down somewhere and it can kill somebody just small things like that when you understand the gravity of i'm going to be carrying this firearm and whatever i decide to aim at i need to be intending on destroying it not harming it not slowing it down destroying it there's an there's a there's an intention there you know um, and that usually those situations are I'm protecting myself or I'm protecting someone else. So, and th those are like basic civilian level things that you're taught. So when you think about how these police officers approach these situations and the way they treated the people in these situations, I've even been in situations with friends. I'm not a trained professional. You ever been with friends or someone got a beef and they fight and eventually Y'all say, all right, that's enough. Y'all stop it. You know what I'm saying? You see that, all right, he he caught five to the face. He's leaking a little bit. They both look at it. Let me let me step in. You're not going to stand there and watch someone mercilessly, merciless, mercilessly beat someone to death or choke someone out. Your natural, I would think your natural human instinct would kick in and say, all right, I need to stop this. I need to step in. So it's like, for those of you who don't seem to understand the gravity of what I'm talking about, imagine the people who are quote-unquote so-called trained professionals who just disregard all these things. You know, um, I have family members that look just like some of these people who have been murdered and hurt by the police. And I pray for them all the time because I just, I, I don't know what I would do if I saw that on TV and that that's my little cousin or my brother or my mom or one of my uncles. You know, from the... You know, being treated this way by the people who are supposed to be protecting and serving. Um, the the last thing I want to say about this, and then I'll pass it back to you, Jessica, is this is me personally. I've really learned to stop with a, a knee-jerk reaction and to look at things before I speak on them. Um... Some situations are clearly black and white. Some situations are not. But um, for me, it's a it's a measure of processing. Let me process what I because it's traumatic. Like watching, like it. I know we've seen a lot of it and it's televised and it's all on the internet. But seeing people get killed is traumatic. That's not normal. That's not something we should be seeing every every other day. But we do. So I have to really. I step back and I have to process that I just saw another human being being killed in front of me. I'm not going to let my first reaction be, and this is me personally, hopping on Facebook or any other platform just to give my quick opinion. Like it doesn't, I don't think it, it really helps anything. And I need to, I need to take a step back from myself and go, okay, that just happened. Let me process my thoughts or feelings and then I may react. You know, I can't tell you what to do, but that's what I do because I just know I've seen people kind of spiral down a hole and I've had to call them and check on them. I'm like, yo, you might need to take a social media break. Like, 
I understand you're upset, but like you're you're spiraling out. Like I can I see the anger, I see the rage, you're spiraling out. And I'm not saying you don't have a reason to be angry, and I'm not telling you how to express yourself, but I don't want you to lose yourself either. Um, but it's a lot, man. And uh, please check in with each other. Um, utilize healthy coping mechanisms, things of that nature. And um, however you're fighting the good fight, please continue to fight the good fight. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know if you had more. I... No, okay. um, I, I don't. It, it's just, you kind of wrapped it up in that. Just use your voice and keep working on how can you use your voice. Okay, now y'all are about to see another side of Jessica on the show right now. She's talking about one of her favorite things. Y'all know that she's a very, um, there's a word for you to have not figured out yet. Yes, I have. You're like soulful. So we're talking about getting back to the land. What does that mean to you? Um, when I hear that, uh, I think about reconnecting with nature um ironically this is one of your topics but when i hear it i i do hear you know getting back to nature and reconnecting and i think that we are not we are very disconnected we are very traumatized so going back to the things that we're seeing that are abnormal and we don't have and our process for dealing with things are the new normal, meaning when you're bored, you scroll through Instagram, when you are, um, it's a lot of numbing thing. And it, some of these things I do too, like I, I scroll through Instagram, but I also know that that's not my only outlet. And I try not to do it when I'm bored because I feel like I'm vulnerable when I'm bored. So I try to yeah. find when you when you're bored or you're looking for it's like you're looking your soul is looking for something at that point. So to aimlessly scroll through Instagram, you are you can go through 20 different things and 10 different posts. So it's so much of so much stuff that we can go through, like it's a whole be triggered by. Yes, right. Yes. So it is. Um, I mean, it's like adding uh, fuel to the fire. Like you're already bored. You're already like they say. You know, like an idle mind. It's a the, devil's playground or something. Yes, but all of that aside, like just when our mind is idle, we're susceptible to anything because you're you're trying to trigger off that that uncomfortable space of, I don't know what to do. I don't have anything to do. I wish I had something to do. And usually you're not bored with a person. Mm. I'm, so you're lonely, you're, you're isolated. So you're thinking very in a weird, you're in a weird space of thought. And most people don't even think that deep into it. And so then you go on these tangents. So going back to the point of getting back to the land, it is, you know, finding finding joy in taking a hike or the discovery of, you know, like 
this tree outside of my window is green right now. But literally, I thought like about six weeks ago, the tree had was completely covered in brown, dried out fall leaves. And I thought that all the trees had died because I know that these trees are green in the spring. And I know in the summertime, I get a lot of shade from the trees. Mm -hmm. So I really thought maybe the last frost, uh, Snowmageddon, that we got. uh, Snowmageddon. That's what everybody calls it. So I thought Snowmageddon had, like, damaged the trees. And I thought they were dead. And, like, not even one week later, the tree was green. But all of that dead, the dead leaves, and there's still like just a few, but like just to be that detail and to look and to like see things turn over. Or I was walking the dog and it was like the, um, the, this greenery that I know is always greenery, it too mm-hmm. was, spr- I mean, it just was sprouting. And then a week later it was, I, I saw it like bud, but then like the next week it was doing something completely different. It's like seeing, when you see these natural processes, you also see yourself because we are from, and it's not to get um, <clears throat> hyper earthy or, you know, overly <laughs> like inspired. It's just real. <laughs> like yeah, Let's be hippies, y'all. Yeah, like, I mean, it's a real... It is. It's a real process because just, like, look at your own unique journey. Like, you don't just start walking. We don't come out walking. We go through these processes. And all of these things in nature are mimicked to remind us of who we are and that we, too, are going through a process. So when you get to points where you're feeling sad, or you you have to kind of think of that as a season, it's not always hot. It's not always winter. It's not always spring. It's not always raining. Like there, it just rained two days yesterday. There was supposed to be a hailstorm, and then today the sun came out. And it's like everything. All of these things are not just cliches. They are to remind us of who we are because we come from nature. We come from this is our this is our home. And so, yes. yeah. I get passionate about it and I've become more passionate about it because you're outdoorsy. Right. But I didn't, I wouldn't have thought of that of myself. Like, I mean, I grew up in the country and we played outside, but like you said, we are just, it's a different world. Like the, the, the world that we exist in now, we just, whether you was an outdoors kid or not, you still outside. Like, you become outdoorsy, it'll change you as a, it'll change you as a person. Like, especially if you're from a city, like, and and like, (laughs) you don't have to become an outdoorsy person, but like, just, just the contrast of me growing up in South Carolina, then moving to Philly, the concrete jungle where literally, like, you had to go to like, almost a state park to really find like, a bunch of like, just nature, like an open grass field. Everything was a building, a bus stop or something was there. To right. when you come to the south, you know, depending on where you are, you may go miles before you see another building or something like that. And just being outside right. and breathing, the air is, is different. The air is literally different. Um, and just being able to go outside and just listen and walk and feel the breeze. For me, that helps me resettle. Um, and if y'all follow me personally on Instagram, complete spell with a K underscore vision. 
you'll see all the weird pictures I take of leaves and bugs and the moon and all kind of weird stuff that I just come across in nature because that is just the one time where I'm like, for the most part, you're you're untouched, you're untampered with, you're you're pure, you're part of the natural process of life, and I just love taking it in. You know, I'll and flip in nature, over. you don't have to compete. There's yeah. no competition. Like there, there's no the. You see flower. You see uh, five different types of flowers. They're not competing with each other. They're not trying to do. The ant is not trying to be the bee. The bee is not trying to be the the grasshopper. And it's like understanding. And they all work in unison to to create like this cycle. So even when you do have animals that are, um, you, it may be prey. It is yeah. like it's still like this collective collaboration of working together and, and it's harmonious because it does something else. And so we, I think that we have a lot to learn in that. Um, and like you said, you feel, you feel better. You feel clearer, even if you don't like the bugs. Cause I have a lot of people like, I don't like bugs. I don't do this. And it's like, why? <laughs> and, likes bugs i don't like bugs flying i mean i have fruit flies or something that fly in the house and i'm like oh no but i <laughs> i know what you do you see know them fly. when you're in those spaces you you feel lighter because you you're now a part of it yeah. you recognize like your responsibility in it like I, I feel like subconsciously we recognize that subconsciously our bodies are breathing if you look at the the uh, not capacity but the the breakdown of the lung it's like a tree but trees give us oxygen like that's yeah. not that's not on accident like all of these things align and it's it's mimicked like Cause we, it's all layered, and I think we should really get back to the earth and get. I don't think living on a a commune, <laughs> but there are there are a lot of benefits of clearing your mind, mm -hmm. growing your own vegetables, people that are gardening, um, learning that process. You talk the about them there being a food shortage. Well, when you can grow your food, or even your own. Like I know people with chickens or, you know, like you have, you have now created your own food supply and it's just like entrepreneurship, any other thing. Like when you create your own avenue for it, you're not reliant upon something else to produce it for you. So all of us would really be, and myself included, even though I um, may eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, I don't grow my own fruits and vegetables. I feel like that's something that I could maneuver into because I have a lot of house house plants. But currently speaking, I'm not in a position. So if there was any type of shortage, I would be short. I would have to take that knowledge mm -hmm. and create, you know, a pallet garden or something. But still, there's a delay in that window in which I could <laughs> actually harvest from. And I think if we we start getting back to the land, you position yourself to be um, more grounded when, if if and when any of these changes really fully occur. Uh, so I think that there's a lot of a lot of pros to it. Just Go some outside. of this Yeah. Some of the stuff that I, I, I didn't even know growing up I was doing. Right. 
running around barefoot in the country. Yes. Subconsciously grounding. And like now that you learn about uh, the power of grounding, which is your root chakra and the in 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 balancing all of these things, Not you the become chakras. chakras? You got the yes. the chakras. Oh my god. Yes, that's that's the full alignment. It's the it's how we think head to toe. And when any chakra is out of out of line, most of the time when you don't feel secure, meaning you don't feel grounded, you're not in a place. It's like a tree that doesn't have roots. So when a, the wind comes, when any type of storm in your life brews, then you feel like, oh, my God, I can't. A lot of money is is stimulated by the <laughs> chakra. Yeah. because a lot of people feel insecure if they're if they're not making the money that they need to, to take care of themselves. Them coins, so it huh? throws that out of whack. Yeah. So um, yeah, just aligning ground. and grounding and doing all the, stay, all the things. Stay grounded, people, especially in the midst of all everything we talked about at the beginning of the show. Just like, I, like me, I like to take my three-mile walks, my six-mile walks. All I do is listen to music and just breathe in the air, look at the trees, and just... And I leave all that negative shit outside. <laughs> I leave that shit outside when I'm feeling when I even when I'm in a mood. I don't like it in my personal space. I'll go for a drive. I'll open the sunroof and I'll just take in that fresh air, man. I learned to take advantage of nature and the beauty of nature. Um, yeah, we hold our breath, and a lot of that we're breathing in this shallow air. So being even just now, you took that breath. I took it with you because I know the power of breathing. Like just. If you're listening to the podcast right now and you, you're, like, skeptical about anything, the best thing somebody ever told me was, like, you need to breathe. And mm -hmm. it just threw me off my rocker because I thought, like, one, I am. And two, I didn't know, like, truly the power of breath. And so when you take a deep breath in and exhale that out, like, slowly, and do that one time, you'll feel it. Three times you will reset your clarity. Like you, you might not be unmad, but you, it will cause you to like settle into like, all right, <laughs> okay, like you have a little bit more control over your actions versus just feeling tense and mad and upset. So uh, <laughs> that's funny. My Apple Watch always tells me to breathe. Sometimes you're not breathing too. That's the funny thing. Right, you're holding your breath and you you're don't even your know it. And it's don't even know it. Like I tell my clients that all the time. Like take a deep breath because <laughs> I can tell. Even or if you have a conversation with someone and you ask them one question, you trick. I can tell when I trigger people. I said, okay, take a breath because you just came at me with like you like loaded up and got so frustrated and defensive. And like, well, well, well. And it's like, it's okay. Just take a breath and tell me why that made you feel that way. Because something about it. If And then most of the times, they, they don't know the answer. They don't have the answer. And they don't want to say, I don't know. Which is so simply, that's like vulnerability 101. Like, I don't know. That's okay. That's a good answer. It's okay answer. not to know. You ain't going to know everything, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Right You're really not going to know everything. All righty. And kind of keeping with getting back to the land, Jessica has some fun facts for us about. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the look on your face. What? We didn't talk about this. Earth Day awareness. Yes, Earth Day. Well, 
Earth Day should be every day, especially with the where our economy, I mean, not economy, I guess economy, everything. Just being, I think of this, I know that a large percent, if not 50% of the people listening to the podcast at this moment, they're probably like, yeah, whatever. But like, Earth, when we think of the Earth, no matter where you want to move, if you tell me you want to move, you you want to move to San Diego, you want to move to Baghdad, you want to move to Egypt, you want to move to Charlotte, North Carolina, you want to move to Dallas. But guess what? It's all on Earth. <laughs> and so we 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 throw things out of the window uh, that end up in our water systems that. Uh, Saran Wrap, uh, I saw Jada Pinkett talking about that, like she was do- talking about a face mask, but she was like, and if, you know, tear the Saran Wrap into little pieces, like, so even if, like, if it ends up in the system, at least it's in smaller pieces. And, you know, like all of these different things, just thinking about this as our home, <laughs> and no matter where I go, if I move to Asia, if I move, you know, a block down the street, no matter where I am, I'm still on planet Earth at this point in time. Like, so it's all, it's not going anywhere. It's just, we're just shifting the impact. Oh, that's a this problem. That's a that, like, no, it's our problem when we start talking about our environment because we're all breathing the same air. Like we Mm -hmm. saw that with the pandemic, something that started in China, like, within weeks was all over the world. The and world. Like, world. The whole planet world. was impacted by that. <laughs> the world. Think about that. The entire world. We were all, that was like the signifier for like y'all in this together. That was like a reminder. Right. And so environment, going to Earth Day, which was Thursday the 22nd, like all of these, uh, I'm sorry, uh, March the 22nd, like, all of these things are impacting us. And if we could all get just a little bit better. So I don't really have fun facts, but I have some things that, you know, I'm conscious of. So I recycle, which I think I recycle. recycling yeah. is crazy, like crazy easy to do. It is. And say, I mean, yes, you may have to get recycle bags, but your trash you'll notice how much we are just throwing away into a landfill that actually could be repurposed and more sustainable. Um, Nike has a recycled shoe. I think they're they're not the only one. There's a couple brands that actually take, they make shoes out of recycled material. That's crazy to me, but it's so useful. Right. Tires, tracks. uh, That's what... uh, if you ran track and field, it's all the old recycled tire bits that are ground up to make uh, the tracks. So, like, some things that I've done that I really do like, I don't use plastic, like the Rubbermaid plastic anymore. I switch to glass. And my glass, I love it because, one, I can store in it. I can... and I don't microwave my food so i usually put it in the oven to heat it up but i can take it from the refrigerator to the oven and to my lunch box i've only used one dish with all of that and it's more economical like so I need some the and you don't like when we heat our food up in plastic 
there's stuff in that. That's why they say BPA free. All of these things we need to be paying attention to because we're heating that up and ingesting it and wondering why we have some of these ailments. Uh, I'm not, I know I probably, I know what I sound like right now to (laughs) (laughs) but um, It's all good. It is. And it's really normal. Like when When I look, it's not that, uh, I have a plethora, a lot to go, but it's like small, small things that we can do. And I would say start with recycling. Start, just just do that. It's funny, you know, so I've been teaching my kids about conservation. I've been teaching them about just um, being mindful of their usage of things like water, electricity, and things of that nature, right? As people, we have this glaring flaw of, if I don't do it, somebody else should do it, right? It's like the opposite of trending. It's funny when it comes to some of these things, most of which are meaningless, these challenges and all this stuff, we will get millions of people to pick up their phone and spend an hour to 45 minutes putting together the perfect 15 second clip for everyone to look at and see and pay them attention but that same person will walk past a piece of trash on the street or that same person won't recycle or that same person won't participate in an adopt a highway or whatever it is. That person will not take, which normally takes a fraction of a second to do something like that. Could you imagine if we had stuff like that, like recycling and, and more clean living incentives passed down just by trying to make that go viral or taking a moment to say, you know what, dang, they did that. I need that. That's cool. I need to do that. Part of the problem is we don't see, even though the effects are happening to us, our kids and the next generation are going to be the ones who suffer from what we do today. Um, it's it's a glaring thing, which is why even now our generation, why there's so many changes with, you know, companies like, yo, we need to really push for electronic cars. We really need to push recycling because they're starting to look. Yeah, buy Tesla. Yeah, resources like- are... <laughs> resources are starting to dry up a little bit and they're like oh like eh, it's not as easy to find oil as it was 50 years ago like you yes. know what i'm saying and that that's and some of the things not as expensive with. as i thought they were you said what <laughs> how much is tesla. tesla like i'm not i can't i don't like have a tesla yet but they're not <laughs> they're not as expensive like before i actually researched it i just thought like oh yeah that's a seventy thousand dollar car they're not they're like $38,000. And that's and you one don't have brand. To buy gas for the, and that's the base model. And I'm not just trying to like throw money around like, but some of y'all got a lot of swanky things that, that are more than 38000 If you driving a Chevy Seal Dorado 20 Extendo cab, like all of those things that you could have had a Tesla. Yes, she said swanky, y'all. Or I hybrid. Um, I'm... I'm just going to close by saying there's a multitude of things that we could be doing. Um, and just be the one person. Instead of saying somebody else would do it, how about you do it? That's what I do. I, I pick up trash and I'm walking and do small little things like that. Because maybe someone to see me and think, oh, that's cool. And then they'll remember me when they walk past a piece of trash or something. Yes, I know we sound a little kooky and a little different today. And y'all know it. some of y'all are like, what the hell are y'all talking about? But uh enlightened. This this stuff ma- it matters though like it matters and it actually goes into our next topic but it does uh it matters <laughs> this is stuff that is on my mind now as oh my gosh how old am I a thirty six year old ooh 
36 year old man these are things that are on my mind um so do your part take care of mother earth please coronavirus yeah. was the wake-up call this is our home ladies and gentlemen so we're gonna talk now about our final topic before we do that let's take a deep breath exhale hopefully you're not listening to this at lunch and you just had something hot and spicy and I hope your mask was down when you did that just now, too. My bad. I should have told you to pull your mask down. Um, so talking about personal growth, um, this has been on my mind for a little while lately. And I posed the question, what do you want versus what did you want? For me, that has always been a signifier of I've grown and moved to a new place in my life. It's not something I'm constantly looking for or consciously looking for. It's just one day I wake up and realize the things that make me happy and what I love to do and what I enjoy to do have shifted and have changed. There are certain things in my life that I've moved away from completely and I've gravitated towards others. And I'm like, huh, why am I over here? Well, what is it that I, what, what am I, what is it about this that is giving me the joy and the fulfillment that I want? Why do I want this and no longer this? And for me, it's a shift of what's important to me. What's important to me has changed so, 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 so much. And I feel like I'm growing in the right direction because more and more opportunities are opening up for me to get closer to those other things, um, like investment opportunities. I had a conversation with someone close to me and we've never talked about investing before. And they were like, yo, I got this money right here. Let me know when you're ready to go. I was like, oh. I'm used to having to do a whole lot more convincing. <laughs> um, but that kind of stuff excites me. Five years ago, eh, probably would have just been talking peanuts. But now that's what excites me. I love having those conversations and finding people that I can work with and get along with. That's something that excites me. Um, exercise has become something more that excites me. I'm trying to integrate it more into my life. It just makes me feel good. I think coronavirus has really pushed me to a place to where... And even just getting sick in general, whenever I get sick and I come out of it, I always try to do all the stuff that I wasn't able to do when I was sick to the extreme because I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed you outside. I missed you. I missed you taking deep breath. I missed you, you know, going to the beach. Like you miss it because it's like you couldn't do it. It's stripped away. It's stripped away. Now it's back. And I just need to show you that I appreciate you. So now I take my health a bit more seriously because I want more good days versus bad days. So um, I do want to encourage y'all to be okay with your own personal growth, okay? So what's going to happen as well, and I know, Jessica, you've been through this and I've been through this. You're going to grow apart from people. And some people will understand because they're growing as well. And there's going to be people who don't understand and they're going to take it personal. But your relationships will change. The people that I have the closest relationships with now are different than the ones that I had five, six years ago. They're different because I'm in a different place and those things don't match up with those people. Not that I hate you, not that I have beef with you. I don't have a problem, but I'm over here now. This is where I'm at. This is where I live. This is where I reside. I love these things. Some of those things that you love and you're still into, they don't bring me joy anymore. They're just like, eh, I don't want to do that. I'd rather be over here doing this. So I say all that to say, 
I think it's important, you know, even if you want to make it, if, even if you're a routine calculated person, really take some time to evaluate yourself, your life. Where am I today? Okay, well, what is it about these things? And, you know, when you find out what it is about those things that are exciting you and that are bringing you joy and that have shown that are showing you that I've grown, you'll learn to enhance those things far greater because now you have a more clear understanding about them in general. And you, it'll make it easier for, for you to leave those other things alone. It really will. Jessica, what are your thoughts about personal growth? What is something that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose a question to you? Pose the question. <laughs> What is something that you can remember that, oh, man, I wanted this so bad. I really wanted this. And now it's probably at the back of your mind or no longer on your mind because you've moved on to something else. Mm. I wanted a. Uh, Nissan. Um, what's the what's the truck? It's the uh, it's the big one. It's it's a uh, Titan, a Titan. You want a Nissan Titan pickup truck? Yeah. Extendo <laughs> <laughs> cab. No, I did. I wanted a Titan. Um, Expound. things. I'm trying to think of something else. Why do you want the Titan? Expound. I wanted some Louis Vuittons. Uh, but I wanted them. Okay, so I'm a visionary, mm -hmm. and I'm usually my I'm far out, and and there's usually some type of developmental gap, like with with status quo. Not necessarily everybody, but just status quo. And so I wanted. I'm gonna go back to your question. Do you remember? Because you said, "Why did you?" I just heard that. Yeah, yeah. I said, "Why did you want that truck?" But go ahead. Uh, I don't know. Really? <laughs> I just liked it a lot. It was like, girls don't really drive trucks. I like different things. Nobody I knew had a truck. Like, I don't know. Just, I liked it. I could haul all of my things. I always been like a thrifter, a hauler. Like, even in my hundreds of cords, I used to like load them down. I put a mattress on top of my cord one time and strapped it down and we was holding it out of the windows trying to get get it to where it needed to be. So um that's why I wanted it to tighten. But oh the Christian Louis Vuittons, nothing wrong with them. But I've tried I them. Know, I don't even know what that is. Uh the red bottoms. <laughs> How much they cost? Oh they're they're pretty penny. They're like a, a rack. Excuse me, I beg your pardon for some um for some foot covers. Yeah. So, but I wanted them not because like now it's a thing I think because it has a red bottom and you know that this is expensive and you know that um I paid good money to have this shoe on. I mean, that's that's it. Uh hmm. And it's no shade to the people that have any, want any. That, that makes cool. sense. Dudes, Do have, dudes have their thing too. We have right, but things. it's it's almost like that's a shoe that you can just put on, throw. You can sit, throw the top, throw the bottom of your shoe up, and without seeing the front of the shoe, based off the back of the the bottom of the shoe, you know that that shoe is expensive. Yep, and it comes with the level of clout. 
I wanted the shoe because Beyonce had on the shoe. This was maybe 20 years ago. Going, This was the year I met her. And How I long going, ago? No, not 20 years ago. <laughs> I was about to say, damn! This was... 2006. So was that? I'm trash at math. 2007. It was I that. Was Go ahead. Google, but I ain't gonna do it. Um, that so many years ago, ladies and gentlemen. That many years Close ago. Close to 20, actually. Right. So 15. Jesus. Solid. Sorry, I keep forgetting. I'm, I'm keeping <laughs> um, my age. So anyway, she had on. I was going to that concert, and I knew I was gonna meet her, and I really and months prior she had on a shoe and I was like that's the shoe I like that shoe a lot I just liked the shoe I didn't know it was uh, Christian Louboutin and this was before the craze nobody was on that and then I in the magazine you know how it tells you what the model is wearing Yeah. and so I saw that I was like oh my god now I'm gonna go get the shoe and I just, and then I looked I was like oh I was real sick about it so needless to say I never got the shoe and I won't say that I'll never not have the shoe I just am not just buying that shoe for for the reason like I want to I rather invest I rather like when I get to that level of flexing I want to have done some more uh, impactful thing in my life. Like I would, that's just my personal preference. So those are, that's something. So talk um, about your growth journey. My what, growth what journey has. Oh, I know one of the things you want, but that, that's just. Oh, yeah, like we don't even have time in the day to talk about my, my vision boards and my dreams. Like they all over the walls. Like <laughs> on sticky notes on my desk. Like, <laughs> I write down everything, everything. And I don't just write it down. I write it down to get it out of my head. I've talked about that before. But my personal growth journey has changed in even as much as last night. Not just mm. what do I want so futuristically, like really looking at, all right, that's what you say you want. But like, what do you want now? Like, and sometimes for me, and I ask, depending on how you think, I would say switch up your mindset a little bit. So I challenge myself to think a little bit differently because I stay out in the 10-year plan, the 15-year plan, and I look at my life and these things chop through, but I'm a visionary just mm -hmm. in my DNA. So I'm, I can see things. I get the whole download of the, like, the end result. But like that day-to-day -day movement is where I don't get that download. And so sometimes I'm like, all right, you say you want all of these things that these are big goals. These are not lightweight goals. So what do you want though today? Like what, like in this moment of presence and consciousness, like asking myself out of that, what do I want today that's going to move me still towards that? Like what could I have today that's going to get me that, that I, I feel aligns with that. Because it be useful? It is. Um, but, no, I don't know if you heard me. Let me rephrase that. You said it's useful? Are you looking for things that are that are more useful? 
No, I want more peace, more joy, more like I want my quality of life to always be expanding. So for me, my personal growth has come in educating myself about a lot. Like I, 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 you ain't going on vacation just to eat. Like a lot of people are like, I'm going on, I want to go on vacation with you. I don't think you do. Cause I want to be in the tour. I want to yes. be with your guide. I want to like read the plaque <laughs> up on the, you do. I don't think you do. <laughs> like you, you say want, that. You want the experience. Right. That's and I sad want, that no, I want to learn people. about why, what happened here. Why did it happen here? I asked the people, I mean, everywhere I go, I'm learning. And I went today to get a salad and the, um, there was a seasoning in a, a big old bowl. It was just sitting there and I had never seen it before. I've been to the salad place before. I, I'm very observant. So I know everything on there. I know, I know it. That's just how my mind, my eye I scan a lot. And I had never seen that seasoning. So I was like, excuse me, what is that? <laughs> but I'm constantly diving in for information. So that's where my personal growth has grown the most. Um, I, I just ask a lot of questions. I constantly ask questions and I think I'm constantly growing because of that. Like, I'm, and I'm fearless um, in trying stuff. Like one of my friends today posted on Instagram, it was like identifying if you were a picky eater. And so it was like a list of like 50 things. And mm -hmm. she had gotten for everything that you would not ever taste, you get one point for. Mm -hmm. And so she had scored 20. And I was like, I went through the whole list and I only had one and it was for liver. And I said, technically I've already had that. I just don't like it. And she said, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like What's because, the weirdest thing on that list? Um, the weirdest thing I feel like was to me was the liver. Like it had eggplant, it had <gasps> but have you had it? No. And you roasted said, eggplant you said, is you said amazing. egg, it made me You don't like eggs? No. Is eggplant related to egg? No. Then why do they call it eggplants? I don't know. I'm gonna that's Google a good that. question, but see, that's what I want to know. I want, I want to, I would Google that. <laughs> like, I'll Google that when we finish recording. I don't know, but uh, yeah, so like stuff like that. Technically, I mean, I, I, I guess I scored zero because it's just like liver just tastes. I don't like the taste of it. Like that's not something I want to eat. Um, but I've tried it. So you don't like liver onions? No, yes. I can't. Bloody tasting. I feel like you can taste the iron in it because it's a bloody organ. Oh yeah. I mean, so like cow tongue. I think that that's a bloody taste. Oh, I didn't man. like it. Love cow. Are you kidding me? I didn't taste it in cow tongue. Yeah, I taste all the tui tui tui. All right. On that note, ladies. And <laughs> it was a no for me. <laughs> so, I mean, it just uh. Enjoy. It reminded me, yeah, it, no, it's enough. <laughs> That's all we got for y'all this week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's all we got for y'all this week, man. Um, <laughs> I'm tickled. Uh, you know, you can follow us, FME <laughs> underscore podcast on Instagram, from my experience, podcast on Facebook. 
Um, and you can follow me personally at complete underscore vision. And don't forget to check the link tree link in our description. You can support us by shopping with our affiliates. We would love your support. Thank you for those of you who have been, I've been seeing y'all click the links, you know. I appreciate that, y'all. That means y'all listening. Y'all looking at a couple things, you know. I'm just waiting for some Acre Gold subscriptions to pop up, some Garner Garden um, orders to pop off, you know what I'm saying. But I see y'all. I wanted to acknowledge that. Jessica, where can they find ye? You can find me on Instagram at Exposure, E-X-P-O-Z-H-E-R, which is a play on the word Exposure. Expo well, expose her is a play on the word exposure, uh, as well as jessicarenee.com, and that's Renee, R-E-N-E, just one E, dot com. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourself physically, mentally, financially, and spiritually. And we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.